Thank you for joining Brothers of the Word, because, brother, you need the Word. And we'll be starting today in the book of Proverbs, chapter 6. We'll be reading verses 6 through 11 from the NIV translation. Proverbs chapter 6, verses 6 through 11. The word of the Lord reads, Go to the ant, you sluggard. Consider its ways and be wise. It has no commander, no overseer or ruler. Yet it stores its provisions in summer and gathers its food at harvest. How long will you lie there, you sluggard? When will you get up from your sleep? A little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to rest. And poverty will come on you like a bandit and scarcity like an armed man. And I speak today from the subject of Big lessons from small things. Turn to your neighbor and say, big lessons from small things. And did you know that an ant, as talked about in this passage, can lift up to 20 times his own body weight? And if a man could run as fast for its size as an ant, he could run as fast as a racehorse. Its brain has 250,000 brain cells. The human brain consists of 10 billion brain cells, so a colony of about 40,000 ants has collectively about the same size brain as a human. Ants have life expectancy of about 45 to 60 days. It may seem like they're living longer around your house, but those are probably different ants if it's past two months. That's his cousin. And each ant has a specific job to do. The queen ant lays eggs, which the worker ants look after. At night, they move the eggs and larvae deep into the nest to protect them from the cold. During the daytime, they move the eggs and larvae to the top of the nest so that they can be warm. And ants have been known to burrow as much as two miles into the earth. The worker ants look for food, and when they find a good source of food, They leave a trail of scent so that the other ants in the colony can find the food. Worker ants also care for the younger ants and defend the nest from unwanted visitors. Some worker ants are given the job of taking the rubbish from the nest and putting it outside in a special rubbish dump. And if you've been living in any kind of indoor dwelling at all in the past 10 years, and if you've ever left any kind of crumbs lying around, then you know by personal experience that these are some of the toughest creatures to get rid of on God's green earth. And they even make my exterminator come in with excuses talking about how tough they are. And I I was over at my mother's house one day, and we were, I was playing basketball with with some of my sons and, and nephews, and Towards the end of the game, my mother said, she hollered, I said, you all stop playing for a minute, just come here and look at this. And she was sitting there watching us, and there was a little ant crawling up the wall, and it had a piece of bread about this big. And it was, and it was struggling, trying to get up the wall with this piece of bread. And, and it would get halfway up, and it would fall back down, and it would repeat the process. 
After a while, she had everybody watching it. And after a while, the ant looked like it had given up, but it came back a few minutes later with about ten other ants. And we just saw this big piece of bread just traveling up the wall, and they took it off into their nest. And it just amazed us that these little creatures could take something so big and not give up on it and use teamwork and move it and eat on it. And it just, it just amazed us. And we saw the wisdom and the glory of God just in his tiniest creation. Now, hearing that, just imagine what humans could accomplish in the world if they had no gossiping, no complaining, no TV, no backbiting, no worrying about who was in charge, no worrying about titles and honors and the praise that they're getting for what they were doing. No worrying about who was going to get the credit. Imagine what they could do if everybody's mind was fixed on one common goal with no negative attitudes getting in the way. Imagine what could be done even in the kingdom of God if his people had this type of mindset and stick to itness and work ethic. We would be wise to take notes from these small creatures of God. And this is of a, a personal nature, but I'm going to tell it because I don't think I'm the only one in here who has had this, or probably somebody probably has it now. But I have a rodent or squirrel in my attic. And we could hear this thing scrambling up through the attic and... You would just hear the feet going like that. And does that sound ring a bell to anybody? <laughs> Some of you are going to hear that tonight when you get into bed. You're going to get into bed and hear it. <laughs> You're going to say, that's what he was preaching about. But I, I, I talked to the pastor about it, and he told me about the, the, the best type of glue board that had the, the thickest glue on it to, to catch these critters. And, and like I said, this is personal to me. So I won't tell you how he had the glue board and where it was when he told me about it. But I just tell you, he told me about it. <laughs> and I, I put this thick glue board up there. And I tell you, it, it reminded me of Berber carpet. I mean, it's just plush glue. It's just about that thick. And I said, nothing they can do with this. It's like a glue swimming pool for me. And I, so I, I felt really confident because I, I, I'd only seen the little thin glue boards at Home Depot and whatnot. So I said, oh, this is, this is nice here because this is, this is deep glue. And, and it just had a rich peanut butter aroma. You didn't even have to put bait on it. So I, anyway, I, I just scooped some Jiffy and put it in the center just to add to the look of it. And within 24 hours, that uh, rodent or, or, or squirrel had gone after the peanut butter on this glue board. And I, I went up to check it and telling my wife, yeah, I, I handled that thing. Then I, I felt very manly. And, and as I, I poured down the attic door and went up and, and looked at this awesome glue board, all I could see there was hair on the glue and, and nibbles out of my peanut butter that I had planned. And it was it's almost like I could... It's almost like the rodent left a note to say, just wanted to let you know I was here, enjoyed the, the peanut butter, thanks for the meal, and I'll see you later. <laughs> and I tell you, 
I, I went out and bought about three or four different types of traps. I, 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 I said, forget this glue board. Uh, and I bought some snap traps and uh, I brought some cages. And I even, I'm into technology. I, I bought an, an electric zapping trap. I said, I won't let this happen again. I'll electrocute this rascal if he plays with me again. And, and I tried all of these different traps, and you know, and, and, and no matter what trap I put in that place, he never would fool with those other traps. And I said, maybe it's the bait. He may be tired of eating this same peanut butter. So I, I tried cheese, and I, I even put some rice cakes in. And so I, I put some, I, I said, I used cheddar flavored rice cake. To, <laughs> and then I put peanut butter on top of this. I felt like the combination would just overtake his senses and he, he just wouldn't be able to take it. I, I, I tried nuts, I tried dog food, I, I just put all type of things in there so they have a selection. And no matter what type of trap, no matter what type of bait, I could not get him to go back in there. And it just, it's just like the revelation hit me that that, that peanut butter was almost like sin. And with sin, it, it smells good to you. And it looks good, it feels good, it tastes good. But all around it was a trap to catch you and, and, and ensnare you. And God placed something instinctively inside of these rodents where they knew not to fool with this after they got caught one time. So if we humans could just learn from these creatures... And the problem with humans is we'll go and get stuck on that glue board the first time and God will come and with his mercy pull us off and we'll get, get, get stuck in lying and, and he'll, he'll pull us out of this habit and give us a clean tongue and, and we'll go back and, and, and get caught in a situation and again smell that peanut butter and we'll go back and, and, and try to get out of this jam and go back to the same line, get stuck in the same place all over again. He'll pull us out of fornication and break the habit and a fine woman will come along with a short miniskirt on and she'll have on some perfume that we smell that peanut butter again. And we'll go back and get stuck in the same glue, the same spot, the same trap all over again. He'll pull us out of gossiping and teach us that it's wrong and it tears down other people and We'll be fine for a minute, run around free, and the, the devil will allow our ears to get a hold of some juicy news, and they'll say, keep this between me and you. Don't tell anybody. That it, thing will smell good to us, and it, it'll start working on our sensory senses, and, and, and we'll go back and get stuck in the same trap, same peanut butter, all over again. And humans have a tendency to, to focus on the small things and, and lose sight of the big picture. And my wife, she, she, she keeps a, a, a diary or a journal. And whenever something upsets her uh, in or out of the relationship, she will write it in a, in a journal and get some of her feelings out in the journal. She'll, instead of just, you know, while she's angry, talking with me about it and it blows up into an argument. She'll just write it down and, and go back and, and, and read it later. And, and, and she always says that 
almost every time that she goes back another day and, and read this journal, she said that the thing seemed so small in it. That thing that seemed like it's just overtaking her mind and life and worrying her all day long. She said, when I go back and just read what was bothering me after I've calmed down and after my hormones have, have slowed down, these, these things are just so small. She said, I would have been so embarrassed if I would have brought this up and, and started an argument over it. The little things of life. And this is Valentine's season and, and love is all in the air and just as people make New Year's resolutions, couples, I, I challenge you to make a, a relationship resolution, not to stress over the small stuff this year. And I tell you, these, these small things can creep in relationships so easy. Stuff like he, he left the toilet seat up and she spends too much time getting ready. and He leaves his underwear around on the floor. And he kissed another woman. No, I'm just playing. I was just trying to make sure you all weren't asleep. That's not a small item by any stretch of it. I'm just making sure you all still are with me here. Paying attention. I saw some expressions on it. What did it? You can't let all of this stuff go. No, I was just checking you down. But. My wife even has an issue. One of the things that irks her is if I get out of the shower and, and dry myself, once I get out of the shower on the carpet, she, and if she goes and steps in that, that dampness, it, it just does something to her. She just can't, can't take it. So that's one of her pet peeves of little things. I've heard my mother say that little foxes spoil the vine. And I just want you to listen to some of the true silly reasons that I found on, on court records for divorce filings. These are actual filings. One man indicated in his filing his reason for wanting to divorce from a, a three-year marriage is because he said his wife didn't dress well. Another man, he filed for a divorce because he said it on the paperwork that his wife had pimples. <laughs> this, is, this is my favorite one here out of all of them. This man filed for divorce, and, and the judge just couldn't believe it reading it. He said that, I want out of this marriage due to the munching sound that my wife makes while eating. <laughs> Another man filed for divorce because he said that he felt his wife was extremely beautiful and reasoned that her beauty attracts a bit too much attention and feared that his wife wouldn't be able to resist the attention. I tell you, just the, the reasons people use to call it quits nowadays, the little things, little foxes that spoil the vine. The body of Christ focuses on too many of these same small type of things, like somebody sat in my seat in it. Sometimes people can't enjoy the whole service. They can't even listen and receive a word Pastor have from me because they're worried about somebody was in my seat. I hope that didn't happen tonight and somebody's been <laughs> bad about it. <laughs> and if you're in somebody's seat tonight, please move. <laughs> Some people get upset that I, I didn't get recognized during the acknowledgments. So-and-so didn't speak to me this week. And who, do, who does she think she is? And they didn't let me sing enough in the choir. 
with so much of the world headed on the highway to hell. We don't have time in the church to fight over such trivial matters that don't affect the soul of mankind. And I, I remember seeing a, a video that was going around. Many of you might have seen it. And it was of a pastor of a church, a small church. I believe it was a Baptist church. And this pastor outside of the church, he slapped one of the mothers of the church. And then the news crew showed up on this incident and they was interviewing him and they, they, they saw this very spiritual man. They figured it, you know, it, 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 he, they knew he was a pastor and they figured it, you know, maybe he was trying to slap the demon out of a woman or something. And they interviewed him and said, you know, what really was the cause and what possessed you to, to slap this dear sainted elderly mother of the church? And this spiritual man, deep in the word and, and spiritual, he said, well, she hit me first. <laughs> I tell you, the, the, the petty things, little things that we get involved in. A few weeks ago, I, I, I was in a, a shopping plaza with the family, and we looked out in, in this parking lot. And it was the first time I had ever seen this happen. But we, we saw a car coming across the parking lot. And while the car was driving, all of a sudden the wheel actually came off of the car. And you've seen cars in yards where they're up on blocks. Well, this car went from moving about 15 miles an hour to just instantly stopping. And the, the whole, and I'm not talking about the tire burst and just the rubble. I'm talking about the whole wheel came off the car and just kept and just went to the other end of the parking lot. And it was just amazing. I had never seen a whole wheel just come out while the car was moving like that. And I, you almost didn't know what to do. I just had to hurry out of the way and said, let's make sure this wheel don't hit us. And, and it, was, it was just surprising. Just, you didn't, weren't expecting it. And, and it's just a revelation. It's just that it's, it's like the church and how this car, no matter what type it is, you know, a car can be a Rolls Royce, a, a, a Maserati, a, a Mercedes, no matter how fine a body of this car is. It's like the body of Christ. If you got a few nuts, <laughs> and, 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 and as a Christian, and you're a member of the body of Christ, no matter how fine that body is, and you go to a shopping mall, and somebody get on your nerves, and you act a nut, it can throw the whole vehicle out of whack and stop the whole thing. No matter how anointed your church is, no matter how good Pastor Nathaniel preaches and how much you like the word, no matter how anointed he is, and no matter how much you like see Elijah's laugh, they won't care. No matter how many they don't care how many children Pastor James has. All they will know is that this ark representative was a nut. And they don't care about how much word, how many messages we have online. They won't care about any of that. All they will know is that this one nut that was loosed out here in this mall. They won't be able to hear any of the message of Christ over this one nut off this vehicle that will... And it may be a person that is, that is on their way to hell or that is about at a decision point in their life that you have the opportunity to minister to. But a situation when they see you acting in that, it will throw off the entire image of the body of Christ. 
And I just pray to God, if any of y'all are in this situation, acting net, that you don't have on an art T-shirt at the time. <laughs> so that's that's my request. That if you if you know you have net tendencies, just <laughs> wear you a different type of shirt. And 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 that's the cliche goes. The devil is in the details, and Satan tries to use the small things to upset. God's big plans, and he, he used one small little piece of, of, of fruit to bring sin into the entire human race. Then he, he took the offspring of that first couple, Adam and Eve, and he whispered in Cain's ear, You know that God likes your brother Abel better, don't you? Do you know that's why he liked his sacrifice better? He, he used one little whisper of jealousy, and made him kill his own blood brother over such a small thing. And Proverbs 30 says, There be four things which are little upon the earth, but they are exceeding wise. The ants are a people not strong, yet they prepare their meat in the summer. The conies are but a feeble folk, yet make their houses in the rocks. The locusts have no king, yet go they forth, all of them by bands. The spider taketh hold with her hands and is in king's palaces. And we're in a financial winter, and we need to observe wisdom from the small things to see the big picture. Proverbs 30 talks about the ant preparing in the good times and saving for the bad times. And my parents always taught us to work hard and to save at least 10% of whatever we earned for rough times. Because sooner or later, rough times will come. And the coney is a rock badger, a, a bit larger than a prairie dog. And because conies are the color of the rocks, they almost are impossible to see as long as they remain among the rocks. <clears throat> Excuse me. And if a coney decides to go off on the prairie, venturing away from the rock, then it's vulnerable. The biblical writer seems to say that <clears throat> if you have the wisdom of a coney, you'll know where your security is in God himself. Next, Proverb 30 talks about the locust. What the locust cannot do alone, it can do in community with others. And at the turn of the 20th century, a plague of locusts in the plains of the U.S. did over $500 million worth of damage in less than one week. That's why the devil tries to create so much division in the church because he knows that together the church is a force that will transform the world. But divided, it is a force that is transformed to look like the world. And lastly, the spider, because God uses the least of people, ultimately once put into his hand an anointing, they will be in king's palaces and join fellowship with the king and the spider has a great power to take the tiniest of the finest threads of web and weave them into a beautiful tapestry that has the power to snare birds. So the next time you're outside, take time to stop and observe. Look at the little things that God created and gain wisdom from it. There are big lessons in the smallest of things of life. Thank you for joining Brothers of the Word, because, brother, you need the Word.
This ends message number 8216 by James Bronner. To hear other messages or to send this message number 8216 to a friend, simply go to airjesus.com and theonlineword.com. This has been message number 8216, Big Lessons from Small Things. Listen to airjesus.com and theonlineword.com often and keep your spirit charged up.